Joe presents Liquid Football, sponsored by Paddy Power. Hello, welcome to Liquid Football on Joe, together with Paddy Power, the show that takes you inside the dressing room and puts you in the boots of the players. Uh, joining me this week, former Stoke and Republic of Ireland striker John Walters and... Two people making their liquid football debuts this week, former West Ham and Chelsea striker Carlton Cole and former Liverpool and Spain attacker Luis Garcia. Good to see you both. Um, we're going to start, though, with a, on a slight downer because we're going to talk about Newcastle. It's, it's the result of the weekend, really, in many ways. Thrashed 5-0 at, at Leicester. Jamal Lascelles, who, I mean, even since he's been really young, has come out and, and called his teammates and been very vocal. He said this one was embarrassing. Uh, Steve Bruce said it was complete surrender. They're second from bottom in the table. It's just hard to see with the way that the club is, is set up, how they get out of this. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because uh, Mike Ashley, I think everyone's against him at the club anyway. So anyone he appointed, Steve Bruce has come in. Seems to have everything against him. Although he's got more points than, than Rafa probably at this point last year. Would that be right? He, he certainly was going into this one. Mm, so, it's a difficult one, I think. I think for fans, I think players, what you seem to forget is owners and managers are only there for, for, for a small part of a club's period. The fans who the club really belong to, aren't they? So, ultimately, they'll, they'll be there through thick and thin. And it's such a difficult time for them because on the back of that defeat, someone sent off. It's not yeah. great. I saw um, Steve Bruce the first day he took over at the um, Premier League Asia Cup. When he first came, I saw him, he, like, he looked very upbeat about it. But then I see him on TV the other day. <laughs> but it's hard, Mate. isn't it? You go, That's what I said. When, when you don't have anything to be upbeat yeah. about. As soon as he's gone in, it's all against him straight away. And yeah. Newcastle, when I was a young boy growing up, I had a Newcastle kit as well. He had the horrible away kit. It was a hammer down from someone. Yeah. But whenever Newcastle played over in Liverpool... The fans were unbelievable, yeah. always, and that's one thing you can say about Newcastle, that the, the away support is, uh, I'm not too sure about home, because obviously you don't go there much, to be the away support As passionate as they are in that sense as well, they're not frightened of, of letting the players and, and letting the manager know that, that they're not happy, and they've certainly let the owner know that they're, they're not happy with him. It's, I mean, you've, you've played there as well, it's the kind of place where you can almost use that, that against them in a way. Yeah, definitely, but I think that since the beginning when... The new manager arrived, it was like a bit trouble. People wasn't happy because they thought that it will go back to uh, old days where things were not going well. And well, and suddenly they found themselves in this position. So I guess this is like something everybody was expecting to arrive to uh, to this kind of moment. And the supporters are always there. And, and like uh, Young was saying, uh, you go to play the away. Support is fantastic. But over there, when we used to go there and play, it was fantastic. One of those crowds that you want to go and, and, and show off and try to play well and try to do a good game because it's a massive, a beautiful stadium. But at the end, when the results are not arriving, is what happened. The supporters can keep going, keep going, but they arrive at a moment where they think that they don't, they are not here out and they, they want something different, but the club doesn't do that. And well, at the moment that the results are not arriving, everything is uh, against. So how do you even start to, to fix that? Do the players feel... A responsibility because if, if you go out and win, and, and when the, the when the, the support were behind Rafa Benitez, then they were behind the players because it was it was his choice of team. But ultimately, if the players go out and win, you can you can bring that side of the club together. Yeah, look, it's a results game at the end of the day, and um, if you're not getting the results, the fans are going to turn on you either way. I don't think <laughs> Steve Bruce is not going out there to lose, is he? Like he wants the best for the club. 
But he's a Newcastle fan. Yeah, I, mean, that, I know lots of people go, go to bit, clubs yeah, and he, say, "Oh, I grew up." But he really used to go to the matches, didn't he? Yeah, when he was exactly. younger, yeah. And, yeah. and um, you got to understand as well that the, the fans obviously they didn't want him only because he was at Sunderland. And Mike Ashley's appointment, probably as well. Yeah, and Mike Ashley's like appointment. So nothing. Well, so Rafa. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 but yeah. to them, it's not progression; it's consolidation, and they want to progress into in the league. You know what I mean? They want to go higher up the table. When I don't think they see Steve Bruce as that guy to do so. At the same time, they've got to look at it as well and say, "Listen, we need to get behind this team because the only thing that they're going to be doing now is is making the team a bit more. It's going to be harder to play for 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 Newcastle because." Like I, I was in a relegation battle myself, and I swear down, it's not the nicest place to be. And um, you got the fans play a massive role in like in they're the twelfth man. And if they keep on at the manager, keeping at the players, it's only going to look bleak for them at the end of the season. Steve Bruce will be very aware of of the club and the way that it's it's set up and the way that Newcastle fans feel at the moment. Um, the latest odds on relegation from the Premier League, Newcastle. 11 to 10 on Aston Villa 6 to 5 Norwich 7 to 5 Watford 6 to 4 Sheffield United 15 to 8 and Brighton 21 to 10 now as much as Steve Bruce is under pressure at Newcastle still a Premier League side regardless of, of what happens later on in the season but Nathan Jones at Stoke it's an you you know the club mm. and there's been so much expectation since they were relegated there was an expectation first of all that they bounced back that didn't work out for them. It's not worked out under a couple of, of different managers. And now Nathan Jones is in there. He said, though, I worked through the week. I trust it. It will stand me in good stead for the rest of my life. All of which seems reasonable for a manager. But they then went on to say, I'd love to play under me. It's a wonderful way of training, of playing, of values. If you're in a dressing room that isn't winning and your manager says that, are you thinking, mm, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Stoker's a the club I've got the most affinity with and I don't want to... I went in a couple of weeks ago to, to speak to the under-18s and I met, met Nathan for the first time. He, he was a lovely guy and it's not gone well for Stoke. Can but, you put your finger on why? Because it hasn't gone well for a while and it's been under different managers and, and different styles of managers. They've tried everything, haven't they? They've tried... They had Gary Rowett, um, Paul Lambert... And then now Nathan Jones. So they tried old old hands. They tried someone that's had no budget and given them a bit of budget. And then obviously someone that's done really well at Luton. So, you know, ultimately at a club, I always say ultimately, the owners and fans' expectations versus results delivered will be what happens to the manager, no matter what good work you're doing in the background or anything. And at the moment, and they've got a massive match this week with Huddersfield, but at the moment they're... Uh, they're just really struggling. Whether it's I don't know whether the I, I went to the match the other night and it's just whether they missed that edge. There was a couple of mistakes, but it's just I don't know. Um, but Nathan Jones backing his own management. So I suppose you have to have that in you if, if you're a manager. You have to absolutely believe in in what you do. Who've been the best managers? What's been the or what's the best quality that you've ever experienced under a manager? Well, there's different ways of managing, isn't it? I think uh, uh, on these days it's not uh, people say about no, the coaches, the coach, because he's got a system four three two one four 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 four. They say so many things, but at the end it's about managing what you do with your with your players, the way you treat them, the way you make them understand your your way of playing. And of course, for me, uh, Rafa Nite was very important uh, because uh, I met him when I was very young. Uh, he he knew that I had potential, but uh, that it needed to be polished, it needed to be uh, work on, and he helped me. I was a striker, 
that I used to play in the in the academy of Barcelona, and and I played the same way for the next three years. And he decided that no, no, you cannot play as a striker; you have to play on the wing. And just that, just to know that um, that he needed to add me some things, uh, help me so much in my career. And of course, I was helping him because after when he signed me for Liverpool, I could play in four or five different positions, and that's not something that you can find everywhere. A player who can move from one side to the side to play in the whole to play up front. And uh, well, I think he was like kind of uh, making a new play on me, and of course that was that was very very important. And uh, the way he was so detailed, I think, is very important these days. Just to control every single thing. I was with uh, Frank Reichard in Barcelona, and it was exactly the same. He was so detailed. Uh, Listen, guys, when we were going to train, we were struggling defense. And one day he came uh, to training and he said, "Okay, from now on, when we are uh, working on a on a long pitch, we we got three seconds to get back to defense." So we were suddenly playing 11 v 11 and he whistled and you have three seconds to be in your position, in your defending position. And just that kind of stuff, like uh, being um, changed something into the training made us uh, a lot stronger. We didn't lose any game from January to, to, to June in the second part. So I think the detail on these days is, is quite very important. That, that personal involvement from Rafa Benitez is, is interesting because there's other players who've played for him said actually that isn't really what, what he does. He isn't yeah. a, the kind of manager who has close relationships with, with all no, of his players. But he, he, but he seems me, to yeah. have with you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we met very young. He was used to work with the, with the academy of Real Madrid. And uh, at that time, probably he, he kind of felt the, the same way. And he took me and said, "Listen, it's good to do this." He always pushed me. Eh? I'm not gonna say that he was very friendly all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when I signed for Liverpool, exactly the same. He was trying to pull myself in front of some other players, showing them that yeah, he, he signed me. But he signed me because of some things, not because uh, he want me to to uh, to be there. So he, he kind of is uh, that kind of manager who. who gets 100% of every player. I push you and squeeze you until you give 100%. And sometimes it works with some players, but the other side is that you can find players who are not uh, as open to be squeezed and, and then is when you can have uh, some trouble. Yeah, yeah that, that's I, it, I think it's the finding the right thing, manager yeah, for you. I think the biggest thing the managers now is, is man management. Yeah. There's so many things going on in football now. Different... Uh, Ten years ago, you would have said the Premier League there wasn't as many, you know, international players and things like. That. Now it's just it's littered. There's not many English yeah. players in there, so there's so many different nationalities, religions, throw social media into the mix, and it's 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 the managers that are the best man managers. I think that I've worked with that that are the best ones that the players you know react to the most. I think there's there's sort of the old school way of doing things. Um, you'll do it this way, and I'll have a go at you, and that's it. But I think it's treating each individual, you know, like like. How Rafa was with you wasn't yep. the same with someone else. It's it's, but that's probably how he got the best out of you. Yeah. So it's it, it's recognizing that I think as well, and I think as a manager, the honest ones, the ones that are honest, because if you're not honest with your players, and then something happens, and you know it's, that trust goes as well. I think you've all. I think that's the main thing. You've got to, you've got to be so honest with your players, and I've been with managers that that, that are and that aren't, and I wrote a list down before of the managers I've played. So. How many, Sam, how many's on there? It's a long list. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I had Sam Allardyce, yeah. but I'm a youth team at Blackburn. Sam Allardyce at Bolton. They had Peter Taylor, who was England manager yeah. at Hull. Dennis Smith, who was an old Stoke player. Mark Wright, who was the ex-England player. Then to Ipswich, you had Jim Magilton, who was really good. Roy Keane. Did you play under him? Played under Jim Magilton, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I was like, um, making a Roy Keane joke. Uh, Roy, no, Roy Keane. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? But I've said this before yeah. about Roy Keane. I enjoyed his honesty. Yeah. Sometimes you'll take it too far, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the fact that he was straight down line honest because I had managers that weren't. Mm-hmm. So 
sometimes you've got to be like that. There's probably a level to do it to, but you, yeah. you've got to be like that. So then so keeps going. Then he goes, <laughs> Tony Pulis at Stoke, yeah. which is probably, he had a way of playing. And I had um, Giovanni Trapattoni at Ireland and Martin O'Neill with Ireland. And then Mark Hughes and then Sean Dyche. And everyone says, who's your best and who's your worst? But I always say, every manager's different. There's no good way and bad way. It depends if you're on the pitch or not. Yeah. 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 But you're, it's always better if you're playing, but every manager's different. You, you look back and think they were best Who for me. Who got the best out yeah. of you? Well, my best time was at Stoke, but, yeah. but you might say you enjoyed your football more somewhere else, but I always go back to Stoke and with Ireland, but they were so contrasting sides were so different that you wouldn't believe. Like, um, Trapattoni was so... The Italian way, it was like so much shape and basic. It was so basic. Mm. It, it was unbelievable. And you would never have thought that going in, into the camp. You would have thought, like, it'll be it'll be this mm. and that. And he's won everything, hasn't he, as a, as a manager and a player. But the best ones were the, were the ones that would, would, would recognise each individual player. But what do you yeah. think? Because you're, 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 uh, you're encouraging the guys along with this. I get well, the feeling I'm, there's someone I'm, who works I'm for the you. same as Lewis and John. Yeah. Right? I, I, I believe in man management. And for me... The best man management I've ever been under would, would be Sam Allardyce, another one, and um, um, Franco Zola. I played with him at um, Chelsea when I was coming through the ranks and um, he knew what I could do and he knew how to get the best out of me. Plus he was a striker, so actually he was fitting. So when he did come to West Ham as a manager, I just knew that this is going to fit because not only is he a, a, a nice person, but he'll he'll coax the best out of you because he believes in even the the lesser players, and he'll he'll believe that he can improve improve a player. So he was more about developing a player and de- developing personalities, and he definitely made a an impact in my career. Um, and yet, it didn't necessarily work out that that well for him. So what? Yeah. So the, the, not, the manager has to have... He wasn't the problem. He yeah. wasn't cutthroat enough. Do you know what I mean? He was a nice person. So when it when it was good, it was really good. But when the the, the pressure started coming on, you there was he didn't he, that was not his personality. He couldn't deal with that the way he like another manager would, you know, and ride the wave. I think definitely his he, for me he was the, he got the best out of me. But then when you look at it overall, Jose Mourinho, he just brought a different style to England. I think um, when you first come in. Um, even like the pre-season was a bit crazy because um, we're always, you know, when pre-season we're all we're always running. First yeah, day yeah, you come yeah, in, yeah. it's just like you just know I'm going to run now. You know like, what's coming. It's like it's dread, you're dreading it for the six weeks holidays <laughs> you got off. Um, but when he come in, coming in his pen and pad, and his um, few of his um, the minions, yeah, his minions. <laughs> <laughs> They've set out cones. I'm thinking, what the hell is this? What sort of running yeah, is this? Yeah. Like, I've never seen this sort of running before because usually we're just running around pitches and all that, <laughs> 10 and 10. Um, but nah, then I seen him, and then we got the balls out the first day. And that we're was seven, huh? Yeah, I was like, was at Stoke, so we didn't do any running pre season. Yeah, it was the longest run, it's like a, a stride. Yeah. It was like yeah, yeah, for yeah. five, ten minutes that was it. It was it but it was never it was more than eighty percent of your heart rate yeah. and it, and the fittest I've ever felt. Yeah. It was all ball workout, it was brilliant, so all the lads bought into it because it was enjoyable. Yeah. That's how that's how he came into the team and that's how he bought the boys. <laughs> he just bought because you just have to bring it's balls out on the first day. And it's people enjoyable. talk about Mourinho in, in those early days especially 
and he had a sort of I mean men, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. met for men it's but like men would just kind of fall in love with him there yeah. was they sort of got, would go a bit starry because he was honest early days. because he, as you said honest. because he was just honest even in the camera he'll just say how it is yeah and um he'll protect his players to the tilt like no matter you that's can what see. you can never throw your players you yeah. can never go against your players for me I think you've yeah. always got to protect them I think you can in the changing room. Yeah. I think when you come out, you can't. Yeah. I, for, for me, I've always felt that because I think once you start doing that, it's a dangerous, yeah. it's a slippery path then because... Is that, a, is that last throw of the dice? If you see a manager doing that, are you thinking, that's it now, they're probably going to be gone quite quickly? Yeah. It could be, yeah. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, but, but for me... Kind of making excuses, huh? Yeah. Things are not yeah. well, you try everything. Yeah, we try this, we try that. The last, the last Ultimately, bullet a, in the yeah, gun is, yeah. you know, th these guys are not running. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, it's the players, but you've got to take accountability. You're the manager now. A manager of a football club is different than a manager of a business. Mm. You're not... Say the manager of business is usually the you're highest usually not, you're, Yes, I was yeah. going to say, you're usually not getting Usually not. Money. Some managers are, but usually not. It's completely different. Mm. So you're not, you don't... It's not the same. Yeah. You're but, but, the but there's got to be accountability always, always goes to the manager because mm. the players... The, it's, it's easier to change right. one manager yeah. than 25 in a but squad. Isn't what it? I don't get sometimes is managers forget what, well, not all managers were players, but managers that were players for, forget very quickly what it was like being a player. And that used to baffle yeah. players in the change. Yeah. Like, why are we the stupid things, like very, very small things, like, why are we doing it? Why, yeah, why are you making us do that? Yeah. And you forget. Yeah. But the more. Well, what, what, in what way? What, what kinds of things would, would managers do? That makes you think you just don't remember. Well, just like talking to the player, like if you dropped a player, be honest. Just be honest <laughs> and say why you don't try and blank it out and say, "Oh, talk to me later." Then you still don't give the, the player the opportunity to talk to you. Just those little things, like just being honest, is what we expect as players. And if you're a manager and that had played before, you already know how that feels. So why would you want to put another player in your team? Down like that, you know, because it's only it's only going to affect you in the long run, you know. Yeah. But the more the more well, I've been doing media stuff for a while now, but the more I've been doing media bits, the more I miss the football side, and I want to get back into it as well. Mm. Thanks. And that, no, no. <laughs> do you know what I mean? The more yeah. it's because I think it's it, as a player, you have the fulfilment of being a player. You have mm. a target and there's a name with it. Yeah. And I think, uh, and I think for all those reasons, managing wise as well. Mm. I wouldn't want to... Well, you'd have to learn. I'd like to go to somewhere and learn at each age group to yeah. to learn the club. Because I think you need to... You don't just need to know first team. You need to know 18s, 23s, all 16s, the all the way down to 10s. Because yes. if you can manage a 10-year-old and a 15-year-old, I think you can manage an adult. Yeah. There's different ways of getting... You're at West Ham now, aren't yeah, you? So yeah. there's different ways of getting the best out of people. I think yeah. if you find that way, I'd, I think I'd enjoy it. I think having a go at that, I'd, I'd enjoy doing it. And I said, you're at West Ham, you must, what's it like working with the... Yeah, well, I've, I've, I went in um, at the under-18s, I was shadowing um, Jack Collison and uh, Mark Phillips, the, who was the lead coach at the coach at the time. So I went in and I got asked to come in to see how it is and everything and do a bit of mentoring as well. Um, then one thing led to another. <laughs> and now I'm a full-time coach. Like. <laughs> but um, it's one of those things that, you don't. I didn't see like after my after your career. I was like, I just want to get away from football. Like, I don't really want to be involved in it like that. Just want to just be. Um, That's where I was. Last yeah, year, just want yeah. to be going on holidays and that. But maybe you, you need the break in your head. No, it's, it's not that. It's needed. Yeah, the needed. yeah. The break is definitely needed. So, but my break is when I went to play in other countries. Really, because yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was my break away from London. Yeah. I'll never leave London. But um, 
but when I went to other countries, I saw other stuff that like coaching was lacking over there as well, and little bits and bobs. And I started to do a little bit over there while I was playing, trying to coach and trying to coach my teammates because obviously I was the experienced pro. Mm-hmm. So I started to get a knack of it then. And then when I came to England, obviously West Ham's door, they opened the door to me to come in and help the, with the team over there. And um, just one thing led to another, I said, as I said, and uh, now I've got a full-time job there. But to work with the kids, and as, as you said, the, the long-term goal is to manage someone's first team. So, But, yeah, you do have to work your way into that because if you can manage... Some um, people go in straight away. Though. Some people yeah. go in and it's like, we had Jimmy John at Ipswich. Like he had, so he, we played unbelievable football. But I think he was still, he was just finished playing, and he came um, straight into manager. Not even playing manager, went straight in. Mm. And I think he was still that player inside, yeah. and he was so passionate about it. But yeah. we were playing like unbelievable football. It was brilliant to play for him. So it, it can happen. Yeah, it can go does, straight. It in. does happen. Yeah, it does, it does happen. happen. But um, but that idea of mentoring is an interesting one. Not just for for players and, and sort of being that person, if the manager has forgotten what it's like to play, yeah. being that person who says, I remember it straight away. But even even for managers to have somebody that they can go to, because someone was saying about, oh, they're going to Solskjaer the other day. Well, this is really the first time he's been into a press conference regularly mm. and had really difficult questions, questions mm-hmm. put at him. Think, he would have had that oh. as a player, though. He would have had yeah. similar questions as but, a player. But it's different when you're, yeah, you're the manager. How hard was it being a Man United yeah, player? How many difficult results think, did yeah. they have? Well, he's managed, time? though. He's managed, but obviously Manchester United is a different club. He was a, he was in Norway, was he? Yeah, yeah. in Norway. Molder, yeah. So, My point is, is just that he'll find himself in, and it won't necessarily be those man-management coaching situations that he will have had, there will be circumstances that are specific, one, to, be man, to being Man United manager, and two, to going through high profile. I think it's surrounding difficult. yourself with good people. Yeah, I think that's if, what if it I is, was yeah. to go in somewhere, you've got to choose, your, you, you choose your, your staff, and I think you have to have someone that's have experience and someone you trust. Yeah. But you've got to have a plan together, what you're going to do and your philosophy and how you're going to play, and I think that's really important to, to, to surround yourself with good people as well. And having someone who's seen it before, like you, you were saying, it might be an, an ex-player, but if you've got someone like Rafa Benitez, who's, whose history is in coaching, it's not that he's been in your position before, but he will have worked with people mm. who've been in that position before, who've been a young player with, with developing talent. No, definitely. I think it was important for him, and he was an assistant coach when... Um, I don't know if he was Del Bosque when he was uh, the first team of, Barca, uh, of Real Madrid. So he was already coaching and learning the way after he will have uh, his own way or his, his own philosophy. But yeah, that process of being at the academy of Real Madrid for four or five years that he was and a few small uh, coaching in, I think it was uh, Osasuna in second division, Extremadura in second division, helped him to to improve his management. Uh, I remember when when... When he was uh, in Tenerife, after Tenerife went to Valencia, normally he, he keeps in touch with the players he, he's been and he's asking for players. Listen, uh, I would like to... Have you been with him? Yeah. Yes. Uh, how is he? How is the personality? He trains well. He, when he came to um, to England, exactly the same. Listen, and do you, do you know him? Have you played with Yes, okay. Now uh, he's not calling me anymore, probably because... <laughs> 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 I must have done something wrong. Yeah, yeah. No, but the, I, he always tried to keep people around him that can help him and, mm. and, and he can learn a little bit. So I think, again, it's about uh, details. It's networking. networking it's still, it's like networking, the same yeah. thing. You've got to keep your contacts open and um, yeah. people... Because everybody's around you to help, really, because mm. everyone wants to help and see you succeed. Of course you do. So yeah, yeah. you just got to keep everyone on a, on a good page and don't don't pee everybody off. You know what yeah. I mean? So, um, but I think I think as well. <laughs> I think with coaching and managing, you have to learn on the job, especially if you're 
you're new, so there's going to be some experiences, even as a player, that you've never been through before. It's laying on your feet, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and this yeah. depends how you take it. Like you could, um, you could either sink or swim, you know. And um, the guys that have got a bit about themselves, they swim and then they. They start surfing. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, analogy. That was, that was, that was, you that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll also, there'll be a, a separate thing that goes out across Joe's social media platforms on, on Jose Mourinho because he signed with, with Paddy Power. And we're going to do something a, a little bit later on that will go out separately. But quick quick word on him because we'll, we'll go back to various moments <laughs> in, in his career that are mentioned throughout the, the advert that he's made with them. But... I mean, you, you talked about him, him briefly as, as a manager, but he had that, that honesty with players, but also, like you said, maybe Zola lacked the cutthroat aspect of it. You get the feeling that Mourinho wouldn't be lacking, <laughs> wouldn't be lacking in that, would he? Did, did he do anything to annoy you, Carlton? <laughs> He's done a few things. Well, yeah. <laughs> but um, one I won't touch on. <laughs> but um, th- this is a, I'll tell you a story. This is the type of guy he is. It's a psychologist. You've got to understand about yeah. that about him. Um, I think we just... Um, I wasn't in the squad. We just travelled up to, to Liverpool and we'd lost, I think, 4-0 or something. And then we was, uh, it was on a Saturday afternoon and then travelled back down. I was at home. I was nothing to do with the, the um, game. We had training on the Sunday, so everyone had to come in. Everyone was down, obviously. And then we had a meeting, so everyone was thinking, oh, meeting before training, here we go. Like Everyone's going to get battered. And then... Um, Everyone was in there. I remember I was sitting in the seat. I was the first in, and then he walked in, and then everyone followed in as well. And I was right in the corner. But what he'd done right there and then was, was baffled everybody. So he started caning me, like me. I had nothing to do with it. I wasn't even there. <laughs> yeah. But he just started caning me, saying, oh, Carlton, you're, um, you're a letdown. You're not going to make it to the level you're supposed to. Just the whole meeting was about me, yeah? So I'm thinking, wow. I'm angry now, like, yeah. and I can't say nothing. Obviously, I'm still young, and um, I'd love so, to have seen your face when you sit down thinking everyone just, else is just, getting just, in trouble here. I, I just, I just didn't understand what was going on, and everywhere I looked at, I looked behind me, I saw Macaulay's face. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> like he like was proper. <laughs> I remember his face to this day. What he looked like, so I was thinking, oh gosh, I'm getting it here for no reason. There was nothing to do with me. So anyway, we've gone out to train now, but. I tell you what, I had the best training session in my whole career. Like, <laughs> I was like two times better than Didier Drogba. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I was unreal. And then, um, and then at the end, he says, "See, this is what you can do." I was like, "Come on, you, yeah. didn't, you didn't mean that." Like, I'm just like you're, just, you're just trying to like t- take all the attention away from the team, yeah. which he did do because yeah. everyone wasn't focusing on that no more. I had to take the hit, mm. but I trained well. Do you know what I mean? So he's just got his methods that are a bit different to everybody else. That's very clever, yeah. And um, these are the little things. It's only now I realise how deep this guy is. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, he's 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 a proper sports psychologist. Right, it's time for this week's Paddy Power Challenge. Wes Brown won last week and his bet won. He picked Liverpool to beat Sheffield United, so just got the winning bet. This week, it's win, lose or draw. Carlton, you and I are in a team together. I'm really sorry, Luis. (laughs) And John, also in a team together. Two minutes each to draw a current or past manager or player. I'll go first because I'm already up. Carlton's Even though I, card, I can't draw. <laughs> Carlton, I can't draw. Let's start the time now. <laughs> Top corner. <laughs> Top corner. David Mended. Beckham. Oh Correct. Is oh, the right answer. That's an easy one. David Beckham again. It's David Beckham again. Same drawing. Schneider. 
Someone's put a bit of beef on after finishing play. Oh, my. Um, washing machine up there. So <laughs> what is that? Is that? It's a flag. It's a flag. It's a flag. Ronaldo. Yes. Yes. Oh, God. The best oh, Ronaldo. What's that? Is that a dolphin? <laughs> What is that? Um, oh, oh, I can see that. I can see that. Someone, That's a good one. That's a good drawing. Someone's sniffing someone's no. bum. <laughs> someone is biting something, isn't it? Oh, uh, Luis Suarez. Yes, oh, my God. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yes. That's a big, That's a that's big, man. big guy, man. Sam <laughs> <laughs> That's um. There's a few what players. Strong man. Oh, I can friend what? Yes. Oh, no <laughs> way. No way. Oh, I shouldn't say uh, about Suarez. What is <laughs> Six oh, and a four. Five seconds. We've got Pogba. Yes. Oh my God. Oh, Did you over. get it in time? Swap over. Yeah. We've got five on the board so far. Yeah. Your time starts. Three, two, one, go. So what? Are you... Right. Take your time. Oh, Michael Jackson. Is it Cashy? <laughs> not? No, it's hair. Matteo Guendouzi. Yeah. Big, big dark note. eyes or dark? He's got dark eyes. Is it Marianne Fellaini? Yeah. Fellaini. Waves. Yeah. Wait. Are they, they are waves. Wind. Okay. Waves, Rooney. Or a player with big hands. A play, a goalkeeper, a goalkeeper, a goalkeeper with a goalkeeper in the David Seaman. Yeah. Oh, David Seaman. Is it, what is that? Like a it's a, yeah, <laughs> it's a circle yeah. on a stick. The big head that. <laughs> oh, I know who it is. I know who it is. A vest. A bib. Mario Balotelli. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Some haircut he's got on there. <laughs> is that a hand? I don't know if that... <laughs> what, is what is that? What are you it drawing? Looks, it looks like a crab. Oh, no. What is it? <laughs> All right, do you know what? <laughs> is he diving? Sam Bedding. And time. Time, 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 oh, time. Who was it? Time. Carlo Di Canio trying to, trying to oh, make him push, push in the referee. Yeah. Oh, that would have... If you'd what finished that, 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 that one was... I was trying to... I was trying to... I was trying to... Um, draw a scorpion. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I see. A scorpion, dude. <laughs> 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 was it a guitar? Yeah, that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight yeah. is your target. Come on. Go. Come on. Come on. Is that... It's a batch. Is it... Seems like... Is that... Is it a Liverpool batch? Okay. Well, uh, oh, I know Salah. <laughs> so you, you did a second one on the Liverpool as well. Nice. <laughs> That's a big teeth. It's cloppy. Uh, striker? He's a striker? No, Firmino, no. Mane? Firmino? Yeah, Firmino, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, he's got big teeth too. Another Liverpool one. Fantastic. Let's go. Uh, Van Dijk? Uh, Alisson? <laughs> long legs, long legs. Uh, long legs. It's a midfielder. Nope. A striker? Yeah. Uh, Origi? Um, no. I know who it is now. Uh, oh, you let, can't, you uh, can't you can do, can't do numbers. <laughs> letters. Uh, was it Crouchy? Oh, yeah. God, is it Crouchy? I'm, I'm thinking about that. Oh my God! <laughs> oh, what is that? Is that is a play? Uh, is oh, it's it's like, oh no, it's straight. Oh, is it a play? Oh, I know. It's a strike. I don't know. Is that? Yeah, it's an England bat. It's an England bat. It's strike. Rooney. Where's Rooney? God. What? Let's see. Is are you drawing another badge? It's a unibrow. It's a unibrow. As well. And small what hands. What's like a oh, super? Hey, Cantona. Cantona. I think that Did was I just in Cantona. Oh, that was yeah. it. Yeah, we have that. We well, Let's go for it. So you Go-go. need we can four make to draw. Four to draw. Five to win. Okay. Go. Okay. <laughs> Are they goggles? <laughs> they goggles. Oh, Edgar Davids. Edgar Davids. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yes. That's a ball. I know who that is. I know who Maradona. I know. Castle. It's so I good, know it. this, this, I this know one. It. Oh, no, I've gone. 
Oh, she may. Jesus Christ, Alex Shearer, yeah, easy. <laughs> That's a wall. So he's obviously very good at free kicks. Ronaldo? No. Cristiano Ronaldo? Uh, Roberto Carlos? No, Roberto yeah. Carlos. Oh, oh, yes. Fantastic. Oh, One more. Is... We've got two more minutes. We said, uh... <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> That's cool. What, what, that? <laughs> what is that? Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's a Bamiyang oh, mask, a, isn't I it? Ronaldo, cat, cat, cat. Oh, what time up. My God, I'm breaking. Time up. Who is that manager? manager? And a cat. Devil. A cat, cat. devil. Oh, a cat, Alex Ferguson. Alex oh. Ferguson. Yeah. So we drew. So, what's, so that's is a... Is it 4-4? Four, four? Yeah. Rock, paper, scissors. Okay. So we're going to play rock, paper, scissors. So you two... Med For us. Put, yeah. One, two, two three, three, go. Oh, my God. Oh, well, we won. <laughs> I thought he's massive as well. Yeah. Tried to punch him. Yeah. Like <laughs> I don't want to make a big deal out of it, but we did win. Yeah. So um, we get the bet. Which charities do you want to pick? I'm going to go because it's coming up to um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I'm going to go for Breast Cancer Now. OK, perfect. And... The bet is going to... So we've got £250 from Paddy Power anyway that's going to go there and a £250 bet to go on... What have we looked at? I, I think I'm going to go with um, Tottenham away to Brighton. Because they haven't won away no, since January. Yeah, oh, so I think it's a it's good bet. It's been a really long... Yeah, really um, long What's the odds stream? on that? I think it's five, five to six. Five to six for Tottenham yeah. to win at Brighton to end yeah. their away streak. Yeah. So I'm going to go for that. All right. Tottenham win. This is Liquid Football on Joe, together with Paddy Power. I'm Kelly Cates, and alongside me, John Walters, Carlton Cole and Luis Garcia. If you like what you see in here, then please leave us a nice review on YouTube and on iTunes. Now here's psychologist and former NBA player John Amici with news of a brand new show from Joe. My day job is helping businesses thrive through disruption. This show is not about business. It's about people who go from nothing, a seed of an idea, something that everybody thinks is completely impossible, and build it into this massive, massive, massive business. There are a thousand different ways to be a huge success. One of the most interesting things that we're learning is that how people are failing is almost as important as how they succeed. In fact, it's integral. It's business. Pioneers is having really honest conversations with people, talking about their business, their objectives, their purpose, whether they're just out to make a ton of money and then quit, or whether they really want to change the world. Pioneers on Joe. Listen to it. Download it. Watch it. I had nothing profound to say. <laughs> Pioneers with John Amici will be available from Thursday the 3rd of October. You can watch it on YouTube or download it from your usual podcast provider. And remember to check out Joe's other shows as well. TKO with Carl Frampton and House of Rugby with James Haskell. Unai Emery has named Granit Xhaka as Arsenal captain after the players had a vote. Hasn't gone down particularly well with the fans. His popularity with them has dipped, let's say, over the last year or so. Um, but first of all, what do you think about players voting for the, the captain? Uh, fair to say, he's the ones are in, in with the, he's going to be with them during the training, in the dressing rooms, the one they know. At the end, sometimes in, in, in the clubs, it's because of the time they spend there. In, in the club because they've been there 10, 10 years or 15 years and they suddenly re received the armband and sometimes they, they, they didn't even want it. Mm. 
they they are there because they are fantastic players and I can recall for example uh, in Barcelona Iniesta uh, you can see there is not a player who likes uh, to be on the spotlight or likes to be giving um, uh, spe uh, speeches mm -hmm. or trying to push players another kind of player he's a leader but he's not a leader who, who is going to try to push you to do things and uh, well suddenly he found himself with an arm on his arm so yeah it's different kind of players I like that the, the players pick the, the captain. None of you have ever done it, though, have you? Voted for a, a captain? No, I haven't. No. no. I don't think I have. I, I'm sure there's something... Have you ever been asked for your opinion on, on like, the, if a manager's thing? If you've got a manager you're close to and you're a senior player, be consulted. Is that is that a normal thing to do? Sometimes you have a senior group of, yeah. like, three or four yeah. players where the, where, the, where the manager will bring them in and what do you think about this, what can we do about this? But the captain, sometimes it's the captain's... Uh, who the manager has a good relationship with. Well, that's with. what I was going to say. Surely in that yeah. group is going to be yeah. the captain. The captain's there, but yeah. sometimes it's someone that the manager has. A, it's a link between the team and the manager, but sometimes yeah. it's someone, like, they voted for it, so it's it's someone that the players feel like that's their leader. Yeah. Now, if you watch Xhaka play, whenever there's trouble on the pitch, he's the first one sticking up for his players. And as a player, you might not see that as a fan, but I notice all these things as a player, so you mm. see that, and he's the one that sticks up for all the young lads and everyone else. He's the first one in. No matter if they're right or wrong, he's in. Straight at them, and that goes a long way. Yeah. And he has, a, he's, I think he's 27, 28, and he's got 70 or 80 caps as well for Switzerland. That's not easy. So he's he's played at high level. Switzerland are doing well in the, in the tournaments he's been in. He's a 30 million pound move. So he's he's a well respected player. And all, he might not have had the best of times, and not all. It's not always the best player that's going to be captain either. Sometimes it's, it's a leader in the dressing room, and he might be vocal. That doesn't get heard. You know, the fans don't see small things like that. But as a player, I see the small things that go on. But surely if a player's a leader, they're going to be a leader in the dressing room anyway. Does it Does it matter who's captain? Yeah, it does matter because um, you've got to have someone that can deal with the press, deal with the, the manager. Um, so obviously as a player, I want my voice heard in a certain way even to the board as well. Sometimes when you're negotiating your your um your bonus, <laughs> the captain always the goes captain, in. The captain yeah, always yeah, goes yeah, in. Yeah, got to be, they've got to so, be strong, haven't they? So they've got to be strong and just not take no for an answer. So they're like your agent. Yeah, they're actually like your agent. Yeah. So because they're representing you, so you want to be picking somebody that's got something about themselves. But at the same time, um, like I had uh, when was with Sam Allardyce. Sam Allardyce bought um, Kevin Nolan in, and that that was his go-to guy. And um, everyone understood that was going to happen anyway. So he was, it was our new signing, and he was made captain straight away. Mind you, we did just get relegated, so <laughs> the captain beforehand wasn't working, obviously. <laughs> but um, yeah, it just made sense for for and 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 then he come in as well, and then he was really good with the lads. He settled in really quick with the lads as well, and um, it just worked out for for everybody there. Yeah, so he's he's kind of brought in his brought in his own man to be yeah. a link between a whole new group of yeah. players. And they, there's also players like Steven Gerrard where they sort of represent something about the club mm. that a manager can, can tap into as well. Yeah, but uh, Stevie is, uh, is like uh, the prototype of, of leader, of, of captain. It's like easy to see on him because uh, he's on the pitch, he's showing every single day. It doesn't matter if things are going well or bad, he's always there. Uh, if he's a fight, like you were saying, he's always there. 
And in the dressing room, and he's not a, that kind of uh, of player who is going to be all the time talking and everything. But it's true that he will come to you and he will t- talk to you to say, "Listen." Um, he knew when when I arrived that my English wasn't very good. So, he, but he cried me a couple of times and listen, listen, how are you feeling? Comes to you, how is your family? That is very important for for a player who comes from a different country. I think that'll go in. That's why he'll go and do well in management because yeah. he take the same qualities going in. It's exactly. like managing exactly. the players. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. He, he get that emphasis. Uh, um, uh, closeness to, yeah. to the players like uh, when he was a, a, um, a captain for, mm-hmm. for the team and these kind of small things to talk to talk to the players shout when he has to shout or talk to the manager uh, is the things that you will see uh, I remember once uh, um, the suddenly he decided to make a, a dinner listen guys let's go for a dinner uh, we're going to have a dinner all together with family and, and everything we didn't, didn't have to do it but he wanted to, to, to get the team closer we were I think 15, 16 different nationalities in the team you can imagine different food, culture, languages and he wanted to uh, bring us all together um, what I, did you eat? Uh, I can't remember, but a kind of English food like um, roast, roast beef, and yeah. I think he was like a Sunday lunch Sunday, kind of thing. Sunday, yeah, Sunday, yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar thing. It was, it was, a, it was a dinner. It was, a, I remember, it was a dinner, and we had a good time. I think it was the first time that I saw Crouchy doing the wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had a preview after a few beers, was it? Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. But uh, I think it was it was very important for everybody just to get together. Uh, the things weren't going in the in the best way. It was uh, 2006. We were kicked out from Champions League from. Uh, I think it was Benfica mm-hmm. and we needed that get back together again because we had a fantastic connection with uh, that period with winning 2005 Champions League and, 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 and a couple more trophies but you know you can easily lose all that in, in just a couple of games so it was needed to get back together and well, he decided to do it Are there any players that you've played with who it really not the players who are very proud to be captains because I, I can understand that but players who really matters to them that they they kind of want to be a little bit head boy about it oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's laughing he? he's, 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 he's my mate though yeah. right he's not gonna actually like this <laughs> well, i'm gonna have to say it nigel Rococo. really yeah he loved it he absolutely loved really? it he just like coming out of the premier league um did on he live he tv the, under the levels as well didn't he was it yeah yeah, he, um... yeah but he is actually a, a good captain he was actually a good captain. He he done his job well. Um, he led by example in the pitch. Done the press well as well. Tried to um, sort out the lads with the manager and have that connection in the bond. So he done his job, but he did. Have, he absolutely milked it. Yeah, if there'd been an election <laughs> and a vote, he'd have campaigned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's there. He would have. He would have been voting for himself. Right? <laughs> so yes, me. I should get this role. Did you? Did you vote no. for anybody who really like just? Was there anyone that, that really bit, wanted it? Yeah. I don't think so. No. I'm trying to think now. Would you have been suspicious of someone who was? <laughs> yeah, you know if someone was, it, you know the lads that like the attention, don't you? And like yeah. what, exactly what, what, what you just said then, but I don't think so. Everyone was sort of there. Like at Stoke, it was Ryan who'd been there for years, who came up. Robbie Keenan with Ireland. Um, Seamus Coleman took over from him. And just like a natural, the natural sort of leaders. Um, sometimes you see where the ones that, you know, the manager picks them more than the being. Yeah, it's a, it's a funny one, but I captained Stoke a few times, captained Ireland a few times, and I was always the same when I, when I played or wasn't captain. There's always a group of lads in the team as well who uh, who will help out the captain or help or out. Like when I said, when the, when the boys came to Stoke, I'd always be one. I'd always get on with everyone. I'd always, how are you? How's your family? And this, that, and the other the kids. And you try and get everyone involved, exactly what... 
what Lewis said to Steve, you, did, you want to get create that culture and that environment that everyone wants to, because you're all pulling in the right direction. Yeah. And even though, for example, if you are not, they are not, the ones are captain and leaders. I remember Luis Enrique, uh, he wasn't even playing. He was first captain, but he wasn't playing. But uh, that didn't matter to him. He was uh, behaving the exactly the same way. It was a meeting or it was a, a confrontation on the training and he will, will stop and make a, everybody together to talk to them, to say, no, listen, this is not this way, this is that way. Or listen, we have to do this way. And he wasn't playing every single weekend. Uh, he was, I think, Puyol back uh, in the time, the, the one he was captain. But Luis Enrique was behaving exactly if he was a captain. So one of the, the roles of the captain then is to make players feel at home straight away. The other way that can happen is from the terraces because Norwich now have a song for Buendia, which is, <laughs> they've, they've stolen your song. <laughs> kind of, they did, yes, actually. <laughs> no, I, I, I received a, a tweet saying, listen, uh, Luis, I think they stole you. So I, I, I think he's a fantastic, he's a great lad. I know his father is working in, in Getafe as well. And um, and I check and I heard him last singing. I said, "Hold on a second. I think he's exactly the same song." <laughs> <laughs> I love my son. How to say? Yeah. And, and, and I was fine that day. You, they do, you, you tweet about it all the time. Every time yeah. you hear it on television, you it's say because I receive I receive people messaging, even friends that they are watching the game. The other day uh, when they were playing in uh, Stamford Bridge. Yeah. And they're traveling the code, we're singing this song. So I received a few of my friends saying, Listen, they are singing. Because sometimes you are watching the game, but you're not listening to uh, the surroundings. So I stopped uh, the voice and I started hearing yeah. the surroundings, but it's nice. And then I tweet. And, and I think it's, uh, it's quite nice to, to continue, even though there has been 15 years that, that I haven't been there, that, that, to receive that caring of the people. And well, I'm honored, and hopefully it's for many years. So that's why I was a little bit. Angry when I heard this, I was stealing my. He's flying the flag for you. Like, yeah, no, it's fine. I've got, say, I've got the yeah, same with. Um, yeah. I've got the same with Joe Cole, when he went to. Um, I think he left West Ham and went Chelsea. Um, <laughs> he um, he had a Spandu Ballet. Quan? Yeah, gold. You know, Spandu Ballet. Yeah. So he's. Oh, I thought the you gold. were gonna sing for us. I'm not gonna, gonna, I'm not gonna <laughs> sing it. But, um, Cole. Yeah. So. <laughs> so so basically, when I come to, to, to West Ham now, I kind of adopted that, but I didn't know myself. I didn't know it was Joe Cole's. Um, I swear I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know Joe. Yeah, that it was um, his song. But, um, it's not your fault, though. But now they've forgotten about Joe Cole, haven't they? So that's, gone. that's my song. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. So, Joe, you can do one, mate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, we, we had, like, at Stoke, we had, uh, it was a Liverpool song, but the Spanish lads came. We had Bojan, Mark Muniesa, and Hosselu. And, the, and we had a song, and it was the La Bamba one, La wasn't Bamba it? was, yes. But when you have a song like that, it's catchy. The whole stadium starts singing. Yeah. It's not just like a section of supporters. No, the whole stadium. It clicks on, it creates an atmosphere. So I know the big clubs have people that write songs for them and and will we'll, we'll plan songs out. I'm sure Liverpool do because the songs are good. Yeah, very the songs good. Are very I mean, they have lyrics. I mean, yeah. they have proper songs. They can, they so can hit the charts. It creates yeah. <laughs> an atmosphere, doesn't it? And I think it's good. I think it's like a, like a unique thing that a club has. Yeah. But did, you, did you have a chant? It was a chant more than a song, A wasn't chant, it? yeah. 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 Not, not great. What no. was it? <laughs> No, I'm, not <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm not going to. Well, you might want to say, do you, have you sung your own song? Yes, yeah. I did. I yeah. <laughs> With my mates as well. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, a song yeah. about you, gives you yeah, goosebumps. I mean, song... you think about that uh, a, a big crowd just get together just to sing your song mm. while you're praying is something fantastic. I mean, it's not, and you don't see it everywhere. I mean, because here in England, you're used to seeing all the stadiums, even. Uh, the different crowds in the same thing, they are singing a uh, song to each other. That's yeah. that's brilliant. And uh, we don't have that in Spain. I, I played in, in Mexico. I played in Spain a few years and played in Greece. 
but uh, to have that kind of songs where it's a lyric, there's it's a song, it's, it, yeah. it's, uh, it's unbelievable. But the, in, in Spain, it's different. You have those great songs at the at the beginning of the game, like the Barcelona yeah. one, and the, you know the the songs that they went to Roma. They have a fantastic yeah. song at the at the beginning of the game, but it's not. It's not sung during the game in the same way. No, exactly. They they got songs for the for the for the players, but they are like say chants. They are not like proper songs, and it's a big, it's a difference. That's when I go. We're talking about owners and stuff like that before. That's why fans are so important to clubs, and you're danger of losing that link. I think with fans now because football football turned into a business already has, especially Premier League level, and some managers say they prefer the Championship because the way the fans are, it's different. Mm. But you're danger losing that link with the fans because ultimately, the fans are the ones that they're the ones that are there for hundreds of years at the clubs, and the owners and and the managers are only there for a short period of time usually. So I think that it's so important as you said, especially in in England and the atmospheres that, that are created at grounds. Mm-hmm. There's, there's nothing like it. I went up to Celtic um, to play for a bit, and um, they adopted the song as well. So they were singing my song up there. So in, yeah. Could you understand like, Yes, yeah, it was like a <laughs> different accent. It was a different accent, but I was like, I get what you're trying to say here. I get the gist of the but song. does it like. make you feel more at home? Yeah, it does. It does. So when I was like, I, I, I couldn't believe they were doing it, to be honest. Like, so I was, I was really taken back by that and it made me have a little affinity with the fans straight away and it made me feel at home. Another one where, where we were warming up at Liverpool... But Charlie Adam signed for Stoke and he was getting a, a song swung at him. But I joined in with the, with the Liverpool fans and Charlie was a nice, was a nice one, not being a big. And, uh, I was just you slim now, I've seen him lately. Yeah, you slim. Like, you, really, you just look big. Yeah, you're not, not going to be a player that you're not going to be big. Either, but, um, they were all like singing at him and I was joined in, but I was laughing. But then I had a little thing with the Liverpool fans there, so it was quite good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. I like, no, I like them. There's a few There's a few good ones, but mostly I like I like the comments and things as well. But the songs are... The songs are fun. I quite like the, these Man United fans used to have to sing, used to sing one about Nemanja Vidic. He comes from Serbia, he's going to murder you. Which oh, I thought wow. is one of the best rhymes. That oh, I've wow. heard of best rhymes. Yeah. Quite yeah. a rap song. Quite <laughs> <true>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is it for this week's Liquid Football from Joe together with Paddy Power. Thanks very much to John Walters, to Luis Garcia and to Carton Cole. Uh, Liquid Football is back next Monday. Download the podcast or watch us on YouTube. And if you like it, please leave a nice review on iTunes or YouTube. We've also got a Facebook page. If you search Liquid Football, you can join in the chat there. And remember, you can check out our other shows, House of Rugby with James Haskell, TKO with Carl Frampton, and the brand new one this week, Thursday the 3rd, Pioneers with John Amici. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Liquid Football on Joe, sponsored by Paddy Power.